I'm Cray Beaumont Flynn. Welcome to Beyond the Design, a show that gives you a peek behind the curtain of the design industry and shares the stories of those that are the driving force behind it. Well, welcome to Beyond the Design today, and it's our pleasure to invite and have on our show, Sally Lord. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Crave, for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Fantastic. Well, we're just going to jump into it and ask you to tell us about yourself, your journey, your interior design practice, and what makes you tick as a creative visionary. Yes, I started Greyhunt Interiors in 2009. I'm the owner. I am based in the D.C. metro area and also recently in the Indianapolis area. So that's about my, a little about the business. Um, but I started in design, I would say, as a very young little one. My dad was a master builder <laughs> from England. And um, I just loved everything he did. He showed me about architecture and homes. He taught me about furniture, different styles. Look at the legs, look at the detail, look at the dovetailing. You know, at five years old, I could tell you about dovetailing. Um, you know, how to understand the marks of, you know, quality furniture and how it was built. Mm-hmm. Um, that lasted with me. My aunts uh, opened a home decor. It was a it was a English store that had reproduction and antiques, and I absolutely loved working there. And I loved doing the displays and working with the customers and making them happy and mm-hmm. just finding the way to pull things together. And from there, I was like, you know, I think I'm actually pretty good at this. And I really love doing it. <laughs> it's like playing. And so right. I... Ended up going to college, getting my degree. I remember going to design school and going, what is this? This isn't what I thought it was going to be. This is architecture. And I remember <laughs> being taken back and I was like, what, what is this? This isn't just putting pretty things together. Um, there was no putting really pretty things together in college. It was, you know, really right. learning about foundations and tungsten hues and, you know, the weaves of materials are, um, you know, furniture history and all of that. So it was a great foundation to have and to start building on. I worked at a home decor store for about 11 years and started interior design business there and decided I wanted to break out on my own. So Indianapolis and D.C., two separate, I would say, aesthetically uh, diverse cities. Uh, Why those two cities? Um, it's a great story. Well, one, I grew up in the DC metro area. So I've lived there since I was three years old. And a little about seven and a half years ago, I met this man on a design project in Soho. And he headed up, he's the senior industrial designer for Delta Faucets and Brizo. And I married him. And so we've been doing <laughs> long distance for seven and a half years and it was time to oh, jump. Wow. So we kind of, I waited, um, wanted to wait until the kids were at a good place and, and both I have, the business is named after my sons, Grayson and Hunter. Mm. And so I waited till they were both freshmen, freshman high school, freshman college, and we jumped this summer. And so now we're all together under one roof with mom, well, you mom just flying a- back. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you just explained the name of your company. I was going to ask you that. So that's a check. We understand that. Yep. How do they feel about a company being named after them? Oh, they love it. The funny thing is, is actually Hunter is the eldest and Grayson is my youngest. And so oh. it it just, Hunt Gray doesn't sound right. So uh, right. <laughs> Gray Hunt was born and Grayson, ever since he was a little guy, he was just like, well, it's more my business because my name's first. So he thinks he has more ownership than anyone since his name comes first. So he's very proud of it. <laughs> so what is your design process when you, when you bring on a new project? Um, when we bring on a new project, I mean... Just like once once we sign with a client, we love to spoil them and send them a little something to let them know that they're in good hands and um you know we're we're steadily working on their project. 
um, you know, we just start collecting all the inspiration, all the data, like just getting everything together, you know, have a meeting and start talking about what the direction is, which way we're going to go. Um, I am typically still sourcing the majority of the items um, and then in leading the team in the right direction. And from there, I have amazing designers who are building it and then helping to manage that all the way through, like with the contractors, like we all work together. So I love how our company is a very hands-on approach. Everybody's hands in the pot and we all work really seamlessly together to make sure that these clients are taken care of in every aspect, that there's always someone to get back to them immediately but we do that and then we have our our presentations um which we love to do i mean it's it's a lot of work to get those presentations mm -hmm. ready it's a lot of stress and it it's fun when you're doing them and it feels good when they're done and you're like Whew. You know, like because it's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of work and it's personal. You know, design is like uh -huh. our children. You know, we've just made this child, you know, for these people. <laughs> and so to us it's really important that they love it and that they see themselves in their design and the design that we designed for them. That's super important to us. Is there a Sally Lord Greyhound Interiors design aesthetic signature? I would say the biggest thing, uh, there's like a few things. One is I'm definitely known for livable luxury. I think that mm -hmm. people love how it looks like higher design, but it actually is very approachable. Um, people don't feel like they can't touch it. They can't sit in it. They can't enjoy it. And that's what I want. What's the point of designing something that can't be enjoyed? Um I'm known for my color pops. I love color pops. I love, um, you know, just doing a surprise color like the emerald green. That's right. probably one of my most well-known projects is my emerald gem project. And it's just blacks and whites and just a very, very strong pop of green. Um, but I love that and just cohesive design. I mean, every designer should be designing cohesively, but I think that the way that I do it is a little different than how others, you know, interpret it or or do their version of it. You mm -hmm. know, still beautiful is just a little bit of a different way. Now, having uh, two offices in two distinct areas, do you see a, a variance and a distinct personality from those two cities? And so when you're, Going from D.C. to Indianapolis, do you have to really switch gears? You know, not not so. In some ways, yes, I do. I feel like um, it's a very interesting area. You have some that are really into design, a lot more into design and their homes than what I was thinking. I had perceived notions. Talk about be curious, not judgmental. Um, you know, like I felt like this area would be all more traditional and there's texture ceilings everywhere, like everywhere. Like it's, it's it was almost <laughs> like their job to have textured ceilings everywhere. Um, and so I was thinking I was walking more into that but I, like, I went to the dream home and I was just blown away at how modern it was and gorgeous. It, I mean, it was just outstanding, just right on top of where things are going in the industry. And I was very impressed by what I was seeing. And so I, I'm seeing both. I see a lot of mm -hmm. traditional. I see some things that are like, oh, that's definitely different than the DC area. Um, but I feel like there's, it's such an up and coming area. Uh, it's hot here. Like art is hot. <laughs> Design is really? hot. Like, and I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. I feel like with um, the DC area, you still have a mix. You have the traditional still there. Um, just like there is here. Um, but I always call it like the Northern Virginia palette is, you know, the DC blues is that you are often having like those cooler, calmer color palettes because people are so stressed out in the DC area that they just need to calm down when they get home. Right, right. And so you're designing a certain aesthetic to just decompress. And so I feel like it's a little different here. I feel like people are 
that's not as much the issue and what right. you're trying to accomplish for them to get them on a psychological level as much as the DC area. Is there a particular project um, that challenged you creatively? That you, what are the, some of the solutions that you had to overcome or project into the uh, project? Ooh. <laughs> um, I mean, there's always projects that, you know, have that are challenging in some different levels. I recently mm-hmm. did one. It was actually in Austin, Texas, and it was a designer had come in and helped them. And I don't know what they were doing. Like <laughs> I was, I was so lost. Like I couldn't. I couldn't make it make sense. Like, and, and they spent a Where do I begin? really high end pieces. <laughs> and I really? was just, I was like, you know, we're staring at it as a team and my designers are like, they, they had, they didn't know. And I'm staring at it. And I'm like, Hey, I, I get it. I don't either. I'm going to keep looking at it. And, <laughs> and what ended up having to happen, like I, I didn't want to be wasteful of these gorgeous pieces that were done, but done in a very odd way. And like things didn't connect and the house felt very disjointed. And so the client felt very stressed about it that, mm. you know, the house wasn't coming together. Right. So I basically, even though I was keeping some of the pieces, it certainly took me th- three times, four times longer than if I expect everything myself and had my own original design. Um, that was a challenging project, but it ended up ter- turning out great. I, I really had to almost redesign it all in my head to be able to see it all come together and to cohesively connect throughout the whole main level to bring it together. And they love it. it we did it. It was a challenge. We kind of were like, I don't know how we pulled that off, but <laughs> somehow we did it. It was, it was just like turning a Pollock into a Monet or something like that. It was just like, like such different <laughs> visions, such different way to approach it. So it was interesting. So you've been challenged. Do you feel that you take challenges and risk in your design? I do. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like there's, you know, sometimes people don't want to be pushed and I try to read that. And sometimes I have to say, listen, my job, my job is to make you feel a little uncomfortable with some things because I don't want to design for where you've been. I want to design for where you're going. So I need you to trust me on this journey. Let me take you there. Like, let me take you to that next level Mm. that you may not feel like is comfortable. Change is hard. I get that. Trust me, you hired me because I can see something you can't see. So usually if I push hard enough, like they, usually they will come with me, you know? (laughs) So I usually don't get told no, because I don't, I'm, I'm pretty fair. And you know, it's just like, sometimes I'm like, you've got to trust me to, you know, that's why they hire you. They don't hire you to lie to them or just give right. you ordinary. They're, they're hiring you to do something great with their space and to make them love it. They want to change that backdrop in their right. life. I want to help think, them do that. I think a lot of clients want to push back. They want to be told no, that their idea is not the way to go because they are, they did hire professionals. So you know, you need the advice of the professional or the person that you hired. So is is most of your projects uh, residential? Yes. I I don't do much with commercial. If I do, it's more boutique style commercial. Um, You Mm. know, it's on a smaller scale and is typically clients that are my residential clients have commercial spaces and don't want to work with somebody else and want to bring me in. That's typically how it happens but I try not to. So what motivates you and inspires you as a creative? Everything. I mean, (laughs) it's, it's like, it's one of those things, like is everything because I take from all different aspects of life. Like, you know, it sometimes is nature just being outside and you just see Mm -hmm. the most gorgeous sunset and the fall leaves. And you're like, Oh, I love that color palette. Just the way that the sky turned this color with those leaves and that shadowing. And you're like, gosh, those would look so beautiful together. So sometimes it can be something as simple as that, or, you know, just going to market 
I love going to market. It's, it's, you know, you're feeding off of other designers energy. Um, and you know, their talents and also just like what the industry is seeing, whether I, I love it or I don't, you know, I mean, it's just like with art, if it evokes any kind of emotion, it's done its job whether mm-hmm. it's good or bad, right? So whether you like it or you don't, I always say no's are just as, you know, powerful as yeses. Absolutely. Um, so I love that. I definitely scroll the gram. So I'm always on Instagram, you know, wasting a little too much time. <laughs> hey, well, it's, it's knowledge. But it's background knowledge, you know. It is knowledge. I, I actually really love it. And it's such a great tool because it's a great way to keep connected with designers. Um, and people that you, you, you follow, you admire Mm -hmm. their work and you're interested in what they're doing is a great way to show support, which I'm all about that. Um, I'm very like, that's a very important thing to me is support in the industry, um, and just collaboration and, you know, really getting to know the designers that are out there. You know, I'm not a, I'm definitely not a competition girl. I compete with myself. That is plenty for me. Um, <laughs> I don't need to be competing with with anyone else. I want, you know, everyone to to make it to the top. One of my lines is I say, if we can't all make it to the top, then we'll redesign it. Like There you go. There's enough hey, like for that. all of us. So right. I'm a pretty big uh, cheerleader for, for other designers. So it's a great way to see everything and get your support in there for your design buddies and, and just to stay in contact, especially with those that are in different parts of the country and everything like that. So, so what is your design process when you onboard a new client and new project? Well, like I was saying earlier, you know, when we're onboarding the client, like we are, we definitely get more in depth with asking them questions, um, you know, getting to know what they like, what they don't like, um, Mm -hmm. what they need, the functions like the, you know, do you have the pets? Do you have the kids? You know, do you need performance? How do you entertain in your home? Like, I find that that's really important. I tend to, it's always interesting. It's like one way or the other, they're either past the stage of having all the kids and having to have all those huge gatherings like necessarily at the table but then they're having huge parties because they're past that stage Mm -hmm. so i find that there's always like okay lots of seating lots of makeshift seating you know like stuff like that so just finding out like what is going to work for them what they need the house to be from you know a psychological level you know how they need to feel in their home do they want to feel invigorated do they want to feel calmed down you know all of those sorts of things um and then just starting to dig in I mean that's that's like my dream part is like when I love when I get to dig in and start designing and I kind of get into a zone. I have to get all those little to-dos off my list right? and then I can dig right into the design and I usually love to do it at night and I don't know why I'm not a hoodie kind of girl, <laughs> but it's like I tend to put on like a sweatshirt or a hat and it's like I have it over and I'm like, like this and I just like get to work. So it's kind of like my secret time. Like no one can see me designing at night. So (laughs) you're creating. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like business by day, designer by night. So, so talk about some of the highlights of some of the recent projects that you've done. Oh, actually this was a really fun one. And I know you, you had mentioned that you didn't go to market, um, but we actually got to design a showroom inside of row, like a room inside of row. Uh And I love that. I used to work at that store and I did all these displays for years and I really enjoyed that. Um, the design, there was two other designers with us, um, French and French and, um, Amy, uh, she was lovely, but it was, it was a great experience and I loved it. And, you know, that, that was fun. It was fun to just get to design a room however I wanted to, you know, I was the client, but, you know, my husband didn't have to, I didn't have to be like, Hey, do you like this? Like pink psychedelic <laughs> wallpaper, right. which he actually did. Um, and I get away with a lot more pink in our house that I probably should. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, I enjoy that. I am, you know, just working on, you know, multiple projects right now and love seeing them wrap up. We took, um, uh, a former Redskins players home and we had new clients buy this home and it was fun to transition this house from standard Redskins colors and very, very traditional into something much more modernized and updated. So like that was a fun project and just lovely clients. Like I feel like we've been very blessed with a lot of great clients and a really broad wheelhouse of clients, mm-hmm. like all different styles and stuff, which I think kind of tickles my fancy to just get to do different styles and not just stay in one specific design lane. Same. Cause it's just so catered right. to who I'm working with and what they need. Is there a particular project that you can think of that gave you complete carte blanche? Like wh- whatever you want to do, go for it. Um, you know, well, the one in Austin, I think, I mean, I didn't have the complete because I was trying to work with a lot of what they were, they had, cause they were great pieces and I was trying to be respectful, but they didn't question anything. They just, mm-hmm. there was no revisions. They just, they loved it. And they were like, yes. And so I was <laughs> like, oh, great. Like, that's awesome. Um, my Emerald Gem project, that was definitely one where, um, and that's a few years old, but that was one where, you know, we got inspired from a Valentino green purse and that was our green and we ran with it from there and I got to do what I wanted. And she, she loves what I do. And in fact, she just sold that house, um, this past summer and I'm working on her new house and I just get to design what I want. So it's great. Her and I have very similar aesthetics and we've been working together for almost 20 years. And so I get to, I get to do what I want. And that is super fun. I'm like, Ooh, you know, I, nobody has let me play with this color palette and I really want this one. And so it's, I'm excited. I'm excited to photograph it. During your professional tenure, have you seen yourself as a a creative transition and change? Or have you pretty much oh, yeah. stayed true throughout? Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, I definitely believe that our industry is fluid. I, I believe that you have to constantly keep learning and staying up with, it, it's not really staying up with trends, but it's seeing what new products are out there and how to intertwine that with mm-hmm. what you've been doing with, with your staples. Mm-hmm. Um the the Emerald Gem projects, particularly, that was a really fun one for me. Oh, there it is on the screen right there. Um, <laughs> that was a fun one because she had bought that house many, many years ago and wanted it Tuscan. And I designed the entire house Tuscan. I mean, to the T. It was like cliche 1990-something. And, um, and then she, they moved out and rented it because they wanted their son to go or their kids to go to a different high school district, came back to the house and she's like, I want it completely different. There it is again, this different (laughs) room. And I was like, okay. And I was just like, let's do it. We're going to make it like you've never seen it before. So that house that went completely more modern, Pops of color, you know, Pop of the Emerald Green was originally Tuscan. So it was a great book and project to kind of see where where I was and, you know, where I was going and everything. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I mean, I enjoyed doing the Tuscan one years ago. And it's like now watching all of this stuff come, coming back in, like this grandma chic and all of this. I was like, been there, done that, did it five billion times. Right. Here we go again, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, that was, that was a really fun one to see my own, here's a before, here's an after, here's a before, here's an after of the same home. That mm-hmm. was pretty interesting. Are there any particular design trends now that you can think are very uh, interesting or exciting? Since you just went to market and you saw a lot of stuff at, at High Point. I did. Okay. So have you ever seen something where you're like, okay, do I like it again? Right. How am I feeling about this? <laughs> like 
Am I sure? I feel like it's something like I was seeing quite a bit of, and then I was like, I was excited, but then I'm like, ooh, but um, I, you know, there's just so much 80s, and there's a lot in the 80s that I'm kind of like, ooh, gosh, why are we going to repeat that? You know, especially right. fashion, like <laughs> no business. Um, but there were some things like the black glass, the black smoke glass, you know, things like that, the compressed glass, um, you know, with the brasses, I was loving just some of the shapes. Uh, I thought it was really interesting the the interpretation and how they've tradi- uh, transitioned it to something much clean, like cleaner feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a few things that I saw that I was like, oh, no, we had that in our house and I'm good. <laughs> it's it, it served its purpose in life. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was fun. I mean, I felt like there was a lot of really, you know, interesting trends down there. I mean, you're definitely going off white. You've got the more cream, which we were seeing a while ago. Um, you know, there was a lot more monochromatic down there than I thought. And then I um I Colts has the new Met line which I thought that was really interesting. Um, I don't know if you happen to have seen that or heard that, um, but they did a line with the Met where they pulled pieces from the museum and it's just like a recreation, like furniture pieces, um, you know, hmm. art, sculptures, lighting. And I thought that was pretty fascinating because, you know, I love going to museums. I love the Met. Um, I love seeing those lines, but I was, it, it was interesting to see it in such a modernized showroom, like seeing those ornate, very ornate details and different time periods and things like that. So, I mean, it's exciting. I love seeing modern and antiques put together. So I'm all about that. What else uh, is next for you that you want to do that you have not achieved yet or want to a, a certain particular project you want to do that you haven't had the opportunity to do yet? I think that I would like to do, can I just say like a huge, massive, modern home from the ground up yeah. and do, you know, do everything. <laughs> I mean, I've done it on, and I say a smaller scale, I mean, 10, 13,000 you know, square feet is not a small home by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) Um, That is a big home, but I think I would like to do something even more next level. Um, I just think that that would be so fun. I think you're, you're in it for a long time. You really get to know the homeowners. Uh, You know, I love having that kind of relationship. I love working with the trades, the builders, you know, the Mm -hmm. architect. I love that process. Also, I feel like it's such a, a unifying experience providing you've got the right team members, you know, like not everybody loves working with designers. Um, but usually the clients that we get, I, I say from the beginning, Hey, we're really big team players and we can serve you best together. And so they typically are hiring, you know, for that kind of mentality or, mindset so so that i would also um i would love to do more with helping to encourage designers in the industry and any i'm really big into supporting like women in business and men anyone really um i just think it's really important to do that because you get to a you it, it was hard for me at times like it was not easy it was it was a lot of teaching myself mm-hmm. and if i can make someone else's journey not so hard why not give that back so i stay tuned on that there'll okay. be there'll be more to do to do with that because that's something that is really important to me to give back that- on that would that be like a mentorship program you want to kind of install or participate in? Something like that. Like I like mm-hmm. going down to like market and I've done a couple panels, like panel talks. Um, I would love to do more of that, but just something um, more consistently, I think would mm-hmm. be great to do. Um, 
like I said, it doesn't have to be as hard. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. I didn't have anyone to follow. And, and I was explaining to one of my designers, I said, you know, when I started doing this, I said, I'm really going to age myself in a second. And I said, but when I started doing this, I said, I mean, there was internet, but like we didn't use it. And I was just like, (laughs) and I said, and like, I remember when we just, we went to market and got the thickest catalogs. I don't even know how I have a shoulder anymore (laughs) from carrying all those catalogs. And like, they give you a CD and you're like, I don't want that. (laughs) I need to have it in the catalog, you know? And so, you know, times have just changed so much like in our industry. And I had to figure things out for myself because I started the design studio at my previous job. And so I, I, I want to help people. I mean, they can, they have a lot of tools and resources at their fingertips, but you can't get that real life experience. Um, and I think the learning is so fluid, like I was saying in our industry from every single project, like I have a group of designer girlfriends and we talk and we're, you know, like this one is having, may have an issue with this or, Hey, this was great because of this. And it's great to share those things and say, Ooh, I maybe need to put that in my contract. Hasn't happened to me, but it happened to you. So right. it might happen to me. So let me just protect myself a little bit. So, you know, it's nice to help others. Save so them. being the business, as long as you have, what were you surprised about and didn't expect that you didn't learn what that you wish you knew? Oh, when I was younger? Uh-huh. Oh, so much. So <laughs> yeah, because they don't teach you everything in school. <laughs> no, they, well, I think that that was the biggest thing is they really don't teach... <laughs> They teach you a lot in school, but it you, it's not what you think it's going to be. And, right. you know, that's one thing is I've had a lot of people start school and then leave school because it's not what they thought it was going to be. And I tell them, I say, I know it's not what you think that you're going to need, but you will need to fall back on that foundation of, of education. Absolutely. And I said, there, there really is valuable information. It's not the pretty though. You know, this is... Mm-hmm this is the math equations of how we get there. You know, this is the algebra and geometry of the design. And it's, you know, it's so interesting. Uh, You know, I was talking to someone the other day and we were talking about the fact that, you know, when you put a room together, like it could look simplistic, right? Like a great design can look simplistic. That's like a Frank Lloyd Wright thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like simplicity, you know, is so important and key, but, but what they they don't understand is, is that they're like, Oh, I could do that. I'm like, but could you? Yeah. (laughs) Because we're, we're taking into consideration. What is your walkway path? What is the height of that? You know, the back of that chair, that sofa, can you see out the window properly? Is that going to block this? Is that going to block the TV? Is that performance fabric? Is that not good for their pets? Is this and we're thinking and calculating all of those things and we're trying to give them this experience and make it durable and make it this, that, and the other. And it's like they don't understand what all actually goes into creating a design. And it takes not just the talent of the aesthetic. It takes a lot of times that understanding and information of pulling in all that information, the foundation mm-hmm. education of the mathematics and you know, with the textiles and this is this and, you know, so on and so forth. So it, it's important to have as much as you can, as much education from the, the formality to just the talent and the practice of it. Yep, very, very I true. I wish I had someone to guide me. That's what I wish I had. <laughs> so I didn't have to like make all my own forms and contracts on my are own. They key, are they give you keynotes when you start, you know, just a kind of yes, guide. That would be amazing. That's what I'll call it. <laughs> I'll call it like the Yo Crib Notes. There you something. go. <laughs> <laughs> Given that you do work in uh, Washington, D.C., I'm assuming there's a lot of historical uh, components or projects that you do. Is there a historical influence that you've had to uh, keep those elements but change them so they're more in a contemporary fashion that fits within the design program? Um, yes, there is 
um, house we did last year. It was a historic home and a stone home. It was absolutely gorgeous. And we worked with a company and um, they're fantastic builders. Their name is Veritas and they work with more like historic homes in Middleburg, Leesburg. Like this is like old Virginia. Right, you know? right. And, um, you know, it was great. We wanted to stay in keeping with the house and we opened up the whole back of the house and put an addition on, but it's like, you want to make sure that it looks period, mm -hmm. um, you know, from the outside so that it doesn't look like an addition. But when on the inside, it's like, we still play with those traditional elements, like such as with a fireplace, like Although it was more modernized, we made sure that it could be something that if you went back in time, it's a similar style, you know, that it's, it still is in keeping with the home. Like that's a really important, um, part of designing out there. There's another home that I helped them from, um, when they were building the home, uh, Middleburg Manor and that house is a brand new build, but they did a really beautiful job, um, you know, we were connecting, making it look like one manor house that had an addition and an addition and an addition, like how it was, you know, as your right. family grew back in the 1800s, you would add on more and add on more and add on mm -hmm. this. And so you look at the home and you think it's old, but it's not. So it's modernized in the details, but the house itself, um, it's very beautiful beautifully and seamlessly done in a trans, uh, like a transitional traditional manner. Um, but from the facade, you cannot tell that this is, you know, not an old home. I love homes like so that. It's, it's wonderful to work with those kind of, that kind of charm and character. Is there a particular project you can think of that you've done that is like, I want more of these? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think I really love, um, gosh, you're going to be surprised, but I love the old homes and I love the really moderns. I, I more, if I could not be, I don't love the cookie cutters, you know, right, I mean, right. who does in our industry, you yeah. know, <laughs> I, I want the character. So I either want it to be so clean and fresh and bring something so unique to that space or I want to play with the old and manipulate it, but not right. take advantage of it. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I want to get it just enough that it's, it, it speaks something different to you, but that it doesn't feel alien in there, that it feels like it still belongs, you know, that it's a layered history. Mm -hmm. I mean, you working now in Indianapolis and DC, do you have projects nationally in various places? Will yes, Sally go always, anywhere? <laughs> yes. I mean, I always have, like, even one of my first jobs when I first started was a a b and &B in Vermont at Lake Champlain. I mean, mm, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, it was it was so gorgeous there. Um, but, yeah, I've done a lot of secondary homes, so that's fun. Or when clients move. You know, they, a lot of times they take me with them, you know, they still want my design and, you know, I'm familiar with what they have and what's mm -hmm. going to work and what isn't going to work and how to transition to give them a new look. Um, but like a lot, like in, you know, uh, Florida, Austin, Florida, you know, New Jersey, North Carolina, South Carolina, you know, all of those kinds of places, um, some in California, Texas, our biggest project right now is my own home here. I would, that was because sometimes I was going to ask, does uh, Sally have her own personal design aesthetic? Yes, it gets, it gets me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Do you switch out rooms uh, seasonally? <laughs> Keep your well, family guessing. <laughs> I've, I've got a new toy. I've got this house here in Indy and my husband and I have been working on it for a while. And it is really nice to have your husband who is also a designer. He's an industrial designer, but he's in the industry. He's dealing with interior designers all the time. And mm -hmm. so he loves when I have ideas, but he also gets scared because I'm like, I have an idea. And he's like, <laughs> No. What is it? <laughs> you know, like I want to hear it, but I'm also very scared. <laughs> so right now we just, we actually just finished our bathroom a couple months ago and 
it, that was an undertaking and mm-hmm. I love it. It's really beautiful. Um, but we're about to do the kitchen and the laundry room and I'm super excited what we're doing in there. The laundry room, we're actually, I said, I want to do like a retro diner look in our wow. laundry room. And I was, we're doing pink lacquered cabinets. Wow. I know. I can't believe I got away with it. <laughs> I like that. He's a good sport. Good man. <laughs> Is there one particular component in design that someone, if someone came out to you and says, what's one of the key factors, if you had to choose one, that's an important to install within your, your project or your home? Like lighting or color or paint or, you know, this or that or artwork. Oof. All of it? Okay. I can't <laughs> say all of it. Um, I would say lighting because I think that lighting elevates the space the most. Like, mm. I definitely love playing with high low. And the juxtaposition of things, but I feel like there's no scooting around that one. Like mm-hmm. you can't, like if you have sad lighting, the whole thing looks sad. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't light up a design with a crappy light. <laughs> so <laughs> you really, that, that is something that, you know, you really need to elevate your space. Like you just have to have it. And besides the fact that you see it, like it's right. so obviously seen and noticed, um, it can just really make or break a space. I mean, you, if you think about walking into a shell of an empty home and they have just ridiculously gorgeous lighting you would fall in love with that home, even if there was mold in the basement. And then if you walk through the home and it had like builder lighting, you'd be like, Oh yeah. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'll change all that. So I was, I would have to say, if you're going to force me to pick, I'm going to go with lighting. Is there a particular, uh, let's say material or element that's your go-to that you'd like installing into a project besides the pop of color that you mentioned? <sighs> um, I'm just thinking, well, I can tell you one of my fabric reps, if he listens to this and he probably will, he'll be like, I know. <laughs> um, I actually do a lot with, and it's, and I know it kind of sounds boring, but it allows me to play with the color I want to is, is, it's a, just a really beautiful white fabric and I use it quite a bit. And to me, it allows it to be the canvas for everything to pop. Um, you know, it allows me to have that play that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not obviously every project, um, but it is something that I think is more, that may be my personal aesthetic coming through is to me that feels very fresh. And I love that high contrast. Um, I love the juxtaposition. I love high contrast. Uh, I love those pops of colors and that allows me to do it because it's like, if everything's special, nothing is special. So I need to have, that to bounce off of. You have quite an amazing not porf- in every project. Not in every project. The most. Yeah. You have a quite amazing portfolio that's looping behind you. Have you ever thought about doing your own publication of projects or your own book? Yes. Yes. I mean, it's <laughs> it's definitely on my bucket list. It's funny. Yeah. I wrote a bucket list like 10 or 12 years ago and I accomplished everything. Really? And I was like, well, congrats. oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to make a new one. So I did. And that is on my bucket list of life that I will have my own publication one day. Fantastic. So anything else? I would love to. I think it would be, I think it would just be such a fun experience and also a great way to give back to clients. Um you know, just for them to see their projects mm-hmm. in that publication. And it's always exciting when clients get published, yeah, you know, I'm always happy for them and send it to them and everything. Yeah. So 
it, it's fun for them and exciting. So I would love for them to have that as well. Is there any other sector of the industry you want to try your hand in, like carpet design or wallpaper or um, rugs oh. or anything like that? I know. I feel like, don't get me started. <laughs> um, yes. So if anyone's listening, I would really, really like to do a little bit of product design. I would be very interested in that. I would love to do something with like a wallpaper or fabric, um, but anything. I love, you know, my, I was really blessed. My very first project that I had out of school, I say blessed and scared to death. Um, my very first project was a bachelor who had recently gotten divorced and had a colonial home in Warrington, Virginia. And he gave this huge budget. He gave a budget for art and then he gave wow. a budget for the house. And I was like, like nobody does that, <laughs> you know, like, and this is my first job. I'm still, I'm just about to finish design school. That's how young I was. I was a baby and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to spend this budget and this money. It wasn't hard at all. <laughs> I did it pretty fast and efficiently. But I got to design a piece of furniture and I designed a hospitality couch that came apart into, it was three pieces and it had like the center column and we had like this whole inlaid um, tray on top and then it was the two pieces that came together so that it could be the sofa and everything with these inlaid bun feet. I picked the stain. I did the design on the wood. I picked the hide that went, I mean, I designed everything about this thing and I was like, you know, 21, 22. <laughs> and I was like, that was pretty awesome. So I really love that. I thought that that was really fun. I love drawing furniture in school. I, you know, I loved art history. So I would love to do something like that. I think it would be, I think it would be great There you go. To, to have that opportunity. Is it on your bucket list? I may or not be thinking of a pattern <laughs> and have one already ready. Is it on your bucket <laughs> list? It is on my bucket list. And in fact, I've just had, I've had it, I'm making it into a custom rug, but it's just for me through Jaipur, but we'll, we'll see. You never know. I told him, I said, it's going to look really good. Everybody will like it. There you go. So we'll see. What advice would you get if someone just interested or getting into this industry? Be open to listening and learning constantly and don't, don't ever think you've outgrown that. Um, there's no ceiling on the learning. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's constant movement. There's, there's always something to learn. Um, and when you feel like you've learned something, give it back and give it to someone else who's right behind you um, and just help them get there a little bit faster if you can. I, I would say that's, that would be something I would say. Um, and listen to your clients. I think that that's something that I, I feel is sad. Like sometimes I go to clients who have worked with other people mm -hmm. and they just don't feel like they were heard and they were listened to. And I think that that is absolutely the number one thing that is our responsibility to do. It's like, going to a doctor and the doctor saying, let me guess, right, right? This is what's wrong with you just by looking at your face, you know, like that's, and not listening to any symptoms. Like you've got to be willing to listen to your client and remember, this isn't just to build your, this isn't a portfolio builder. This is their home and their life. And they're mm -hmm. the ones who live there when you're done designing it. And, you know, if you're lucky enough and you should do it, that you can do function and design together, that you make portfolio pieces. But you need to listen to your clients and really understand and hear what they're saying. Sometimes you have to read between the lines and be a little bit of a therapist <laughs> to figure true, out what true. it is. But, you know, I've, I've called it out on projects. I've gone into homes and they're saying one thing to me and I can see the stress on their face. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're stressed out. You're overwhelmed. You have a lot of anxiety about your house. And I've literally had clients just start crying and they're like, I don't know how you knew that. I'm like, it's like right here. Right. Like you may not say it, but I can see it. Like your house matters. I understand that I'm here to help. So and that they, New des designers need to know that. They need to have honed that skill as well. Good words of wisdom. 
Has there, has there ever been a time where you've gotten a really quirky request from a client? You're like, I just can't. I don't see it. It's not going to work. Um, I've definitely had requests where they want to work with something that I'm like, yeah, it's just not going to work. Mm. Not that it's so quirky, but just that they're trying to hold on to something they need to let go of. I have had a client show me their inspiration once and let's just say maybe they, they shouldn't have brought me to their Pinterest page. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there was some, there was some different kind of inspiration on there that I wasn't expecting to try to incorporate into the design. So. All right. Saw things you didn't want to see. <laughs> I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Is there an unforgettable, unforgettable transformation Besides the one in Austin that you uh, you mentioned previously, an unforgettable transformation. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, shoot! I feel like my home's an unforgettable <laughs> transformation. Um, I, honestly, I I have so many. Like I feel bl- like this room behind me. If uh-huh. you can see I that can there. See that. Uh-huh. that was on a farm. That was on a farm, and this is where they gutted deer. And park tractors. Really? Yeah. You wouldn't think of it this from that. This is in Boca. You should have seen this beauty. This was 1989 beforehand. <laughs> so I feel like I I feel like that's what I do and I bring to the table is really transforming. This is a home in Warrington, Virginia that was it was so dated and the owner was an older person and they hadn't done anything since the 80s. Um, and the house, we ripped it down to the studs. So they all have stories. Like, I feel like they all have stories and I want them to know and to see that I was there. So there you go. Well, Sally, is there anything else you want to add and share to us? Share with us. I could talk all day, but you know, (laughs) you got to go design. (laughs) Gotta go, you I got to go, go to find a hoodie and start designing. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure to have you on our show. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us. And I hope you uh, enjoyed yourself as well. I did. Thank you so much. I really did enjoy myself oh. as a treat. Oh, good, good. Well, it's been a pleasure and I'll chat with you soon. All right. Take care. Take care.